With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, time flies when you're having fun, and the SEN track team has certainly had fun. Melbourne Cup Carnival concludes tomorrow with Champions Day. Catch every race, plus all the banter and tips live from Flemington across SEN and SEN track from midday tomorrow with the trackside team. A big part of that is our very own Campbell Brown. Thanks to Maccas, 30 days, 30 deals. Grab a new deal every day of November, only on the My Maccas app. And Brownie joins us this afternoon. Hello, Brownie. It's been an absolutely magnificent spring carnival um, going back all the way to the, to the middle of September when the Group 1s and the action started. Caulfield was great. We saw one of the, the all-time Cox plates and it's rolled into Flemington. And I, I don't think you could have asked for a better first three days. And we've obviously got tomorrow the champion stakes and, and the sprint and, and some of the, the better races coming up. It's been incident-free. and There's been you know, no falls from horse or jockey. Um, it's been hard to, to find the winners, um, <laughs> which has been yeah, the main concern. But uh, all in all, I think the showcase of, of racing this spring has been first class. It's been a great carnival, as you say. So many great stories uh, throughout the whole spring, and in particular this week. But could we get the best story tomorrow? Has Damien Oliver got another Group 1 in him in his final ride or final book of rides uh, in a Melbourne Cup carnival? Oh, look, he's, he's had a sensational carnival. Um, three wins, you know, over, over the, the first three days, which has been great. He's got some, some live chances. I, I probably don't think he can win another Group 1. But I think the fairy tale would be if he goes back to, to Perth, which we know he's going to do, um, get back to his home state uh, where he first, you know, learned to ride. Um, and if he could get that last Group 1 back over there, that, that'd be even more special, I reckon, for Ollie. Unbelievable record. 88 wins in Melbourne Cup week, including 26 uh, Group 1s. Even though the way James McDonald's going, he might close that down. But it it could be a record that stands for a very long time. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, He's one of the the greatest of all time. And, um, you know, just the longevity of it is the thing that I'm just in awe of. You know, being a jockey's hard. Being a jockey for, you know, the best part of of four decades um, is even harder. It's just... You know, managing your weight. He's come back from some horrendous falls. You know, his his resilience to still want to um, sacrifice so much in terms of fasting and what you can eat and in the sauna and you know, getting getting that weight down um, to get on the back of the, the the horses he does at his age is is truly remarkable. So he's been a superstar. I do think that that James McDonough will will. Whatever record he sets will be broken by James McDonald, um, who's you know equally as as good a talent as Ollie. Yeah, got the chocolates in the Oaks yesterday on Sardosi. James McDonald, just Oaks Day as a whole, Brownie. I remember when it became really big in the early two thousands. It was a massive day. Is it? Does it need a little bit of a reinvention? Do you think? Look, it does. I, I think the days of getting a hundred, you know, ten thousand to Flemington for for one, let alone all four of, of the, the days, is, is long gone. I, I think it's it's probably a price thing. You know, it's it's quite expensive if you want to dress up, you and your partner, 
um, Uber into Flemington, buy your drinks, buy a members pass, whatever it may be. Um, and, and I think a lot of people now with interest rates going up and you know, things like that, are just a little bit more conscious. It's a great day out and maybe people just pick, pick one of the four rather than going to multiple. Um, I'd love to see maybe the Oaks pushed back. I know that Adam Hamilton was talking about it the, the, this morning on the Ladbroke show. Um, you know, because it's a work day, it being a Thursday, mm. why can't you, you push it back and have the first race at three o'clock um, go into, you know, into the twilight? It's, it's daylight saving here in Melbourne, so that'd be no issues. Maybe you don't need nine races. You can have seven um, and people can go into to their office or do, you know, half a day's work and then get dressed up and, and go to, to Flemington for, you know, the, the, the back end of the day. Something like that could really work. And I'm sure that, you know, Racing Victoria and, and, and the VRC will, will be looking into something to make it more appealing. It was a great day. I was out there yesterday. Um, it was a little bit down, though, in terms of numbers. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, just going back to Melbourne Cup Day, Brownie, obviously, you know, Mark Zara made the right decision, absolutely, to stay without a fight. There's been a lot of... Criticism of the ride by Joe Marrera. Some have defended him. Others said he's he slaughtered it, and uh, Solcom should have won uh, the race. How do you? Where do you sit on the ride from Joe? I've, I've watched the replay back, you know, half a dozen times, and um, you know, it's it's a split second decision. Do, do you do you you know follow the, the back of the winner or go outside it, or do you cut back to the fence? Let's make no mistake. This is a very 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 good horse, Solcom, and if you want to blame or point the finger at anyone it's not the jockey it's not the trainer it's the bloody horse it can't jump out of the barrier mm. it missed the start again by three three and a half lengths and you're just asking for for too much good luck to go right because the horse can't jump it costs itself the Caulfield Cup we always uh, the, the Turnbull Stakes it missed the kick and ran on well everyone goes oh that's magnificent what a great horse you know but that's its biggest problem it's it's itself so I I didn't think while the ride wasn't a you know a ten out of ten from Joe Marira, um, I don't think it's one that was was you know too bad. I, I know Hawksy you know had a, had a really strong opinion on it. So did Jared, and that is what racing is all about. Um, you're obviously going to be disappointed as an owner yeah, because they're so hard to win and there's so much money at stake, and it's not just it's not just a, a, a one year plan. You know they, you got to go out and you find you got to find the right horse in Europe then you've got to put a syndicate together to buy it. Then you've got to get it here and give it to the right trainers and get it there healthy. On the day. So it's, years go into it. So, of course, there's going to be disappointment. But I'll defend Joe Marira to the hilt because in the end of the day, it's the horse that costs itself the race. I hope this doesn't sound like a stupid question, Brownie, but when a horse regularly fails to get out of the barriers, is it all on the horse or is there something the jockey can do? Is there something the trainer can do? Or is it just that is purely out of their hands? Um, I, well, I'm, I'm not a horse trainer, and I've never been on the back. I've been on the back of a horse, but not for long because it bucked me off. But, um, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's Smart no horse. doubt that there's things, yeah, that's right. there's things that, that they would do to get the, the, the manners, you know, barrier manners okay. And I'm sure they're putting hours and hours and hours into how it jumps up at the end of the day. These are 700 kilo animals and they're stubborn. And when they decide that they don't want to jump or for whatever reason, they get distracted or miss the kick. The Chautauqua was, was a classic mm. example. You know, like it, it refused to run a few times um, just because it was, it just felt like it. Um, 
and there's not much you can really do. So I'm sure Chris Waller will be doing absolutely everything he possibly can to think about what he can do that's a bit different um, to be able to get this horse to, to jump even. doesn't even need to ping the lids and get out first. If it jumps even with the field, you're giving the jockey far more options to sit where he wants rather than always have to jag back to last and then hope that the, you know, that the seas part and you can get through. Must have been an Essendon fan, that horse that bucked you off. Uh, we're talking to Campbell Brown, uh, SEN track uh, commentator. Uh, let's look ahead to Champions Day. Where does this day now sit in terms of the really, really good race days that we have here I, in Australia? It's magnificent. Uh, I'm really excited. Three unbelievable Group 1s tomorrow. Uh, I know that Derby Day used to be sort of the jewel in the crown for, for the Flemington Carnival. And because it was first, everyone would be excited for day one. You keep an eye on Tuesday because it was the Melbourne Cup, and obviously, you know, that's the big one. And then things would, would peter away a bit for sort of Oaks, and there used to be Emirates Stakes Day. Um, and unless you're an absolute diehard racing fan, the, the general public and just the vibe and the atmosphere around it would, would dissipate, you know, dissipate a little bit. So the fact now that there's been a little tweak and a few races are now being run tomorrow, um, I think makes it unbelievable because we're still, all the focus is, is, is going to remain for the four days. You know, they're going to go out with a big bang tomorrow with some of the best horses in the world. Three great group ones. Let's start with the champion sprint. So uh, Ollie will ride lofty strike, but the favourite here is short and looked very, almost, well, it's been unbeatable here in Melbourne. Absolutely. I think um, $1.95, you might be able to get $2.00. Um, is a really good price for Imperatrice. Uh, horses not put a, a foot wrong this preparation, undefeated. Absolutely gave them a, a galloping lesson at the Valley last start. Um, it's just about my best of the carnival um, tomorrow. I think, you know, there's a lot of people uh, talking about, you know, running down the straight at Flemington for the first time. Um, will that throw up some, some little dramas? I don't think it will. Um, champion horses overcome things like that. And uh, this horse has proven that uh, it is absolutely a champion. So I will be taking Imperatrice as a real anchor in a lot of uh, how, I, how I look at tomorrow. Last year in this race, we saw a pretty big upset, Rock and Horse upset, Nature Strip. If there is to be an upset in this race tomorrow, who do you, who do you think it would come from? Oh, look, I... I've got a, a fair bit of time for uh, the Clint McDonald runner Star Patrol. Now, it's come back this preparation. It used to do a few things wrong as well. Clint McDonald's got the horse absolutely low flying. Um, and, and the one thing you do know about Star Patrol is uh, it loves Flemington. So, you know, raced there on six occasions for four wins in a second and has not put a foot wrong. So um, that could be one that if, you know, if the favourite goes under... Um, I know everyone will be looking towards in secret, um, you know, to, to maybe beat it as full of question marks. But I, I would be, I'd be looking at Star Patrol for a little bit of value. The Champions Mile, uh, the inevitable. Damien Oliver will uh, try and steer that one home. Pride of Jenny's in the race. It had that great uh, win at the start of the uh, the Melbourne Cup Carnival. But I guess Mr. Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood are the the two big names in this race. This is a cracking race. Um, you know. I, I love Pride of, of Jenny as a horse, 
And uh, you know, I, I rate this horse as probably the second toughest horse in the country behind Alligator Blood. But the market is absolutely spot on here. Um, Mr. Brightside's best miler in the country, nearly won the, the, the Cox Plate, beaten a lip um, by a champion from Hong Kong. Uh, back to the mile, no problems. You know, I thought they opened up, opened this horse up at three dollars. That that was that was pretty pretty palatable price into two fifty now. Um, I'm going to be backing Imperatrice into Mr. Brightside, trying to build you know build my my price because I think both of those horses will win. Magnificent champion stakes. So Zaki going for three in a row. I know your tip for the Caulfield Cup was West Wind Blows, and it was nearly a magnificent tip. Ollie's on Jewess. Uh, who do you like here? Can Zaki make it three in a row? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to tip Jewess each way here. And maybe if you, you really want to run, you know, a multi through the, the three, uh, Imperatrice to win and obviously Mr. Brightside to win and then Jewess a place at around 225 you're getting $11. Um, it was probably the unlucky horse in the Cox Plate when you go back and, and watch the run. It was absolutely bolting in behind him at the, the three, 300 and then the 250 and couldn't get out, couldn't get out. It was enormous. So I'd much prefer to have something each way on it, do us, um, than just trying to look at, yeah, $2.25 and back west wind blows at that price. Beautiful. Everyone's jotting down those tips as we speak. Uh, what about in Sydney tomorrow? We've got the five diamonds, the golden gift at Rose Hill. Uh, do you like anything in those? Having two plays in Sydney, best of the day, uh, Rose Hill, race seven, number one, Shangri-La Express. Yeah. A Waterhouse spot runner. That could not have been more impressive on debut. Absolutely bolted in. Draw to wide gate. But Regan Bayless knows the horse. Should jump, get across, find the rail, and be very hard to beat. <laughs> Can you hear? I think I've just swallowed a fly. <laughs> <laughs> As KB would say, by jingos. Seconds, could you tell? Uh, yeah, we could tell. We just thought it might have been the... F- We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, so it was the phone line, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not a nice feeling, so swallowing a fly. That's Shangri-La Express there, race seven. Um, and then in the in the five diamonds, Detonator Jack at $12. Oh, I think he's, he's a really good horse about a uh, price about a horse in, in a bit of form. Um, gets back and runs on. It certainly loves to sting out of the ground. We've got a, a soft deck up in Sydney for tomorrow with a bit of rain around. And um, if the speed's on up front, you watch Detonator Jack, uh, you know, be flying late. So there's a bit of value there in the five diamonds. Oh, I'm a bit worried about your health now, but what about Tags? Is he going to need a vet check tomorrow or is, is, is he okay? What, what about the great Tags? Uh, we, we spoke about how this spring carnival, you know, we, he's, he's, he's bigger than Ben Hur, Tags. We know that. But we really put his profile in the front and centre for everyone here in Melbourne. Herald Sun, you know, pictures of him. Come on, my son, you know, quotes for a massive carnival. And he goes down one day in. You know, it's, it's disappointing. He's missed Cup Day. He's missed Oaks Day. I'd be surprised if we saw him there tomorrow. Um, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to question you know, his frailty, certainly <laughs> his mental strength, but I'll let the listeners decide. It's, this is grand final week for 
a jockey mm. for someone that covers racing and he, he hasn't been able to get the job done. And, you know, Josh Jenkins, Cam Luke, myself, Miles, we we just do what we always do. We just run up and pick up the workload and don't complain. Well, speaking of your mate, Josh Jenkins, a lovely photo of you four posted from the races <laughs> yesterday. Mate, does he think it's a Swan Hill Cup or something? Put a suit on. Put a suit on. Put a tie on. Well, it was probably me that lulled him into a false sense of security because obviously I 33 to degree day, cup day. I decided to take, you know, the VRC on their words that shorts, you know, maybe just a, a shirt without a tie, I could sort of get away with. And I, I legitimately assumed that a lot of males in Melbourne would, would follow suit because of the weather. To my surprise, I, I get to the bird cage and I was floating around Flemington and there was like half a dozen people in shorts, that's it. And, and mine were real... Bit, bit flashy, um, so I underestimated, <laughs> I underestimated the the crowd, and um, and so I then decided I'd change tact and I put the suit back on for for Oaks Day and you know be a bit more traditional and formal. And poor old JJ's rolled in in a polo shirt, <laughs> uh, and he looked at me, he looked at me, and said, "Mate, what's going on? You're wearing you're wearing proper attire today. Here I am. I've decided to to fit, to go comfort over style and." I let him down, so yeah, he needed to collaborate, I think, a little bit better. Oh, well, let's hope he's learned his lesson ahead of tomorrow. Brownie, enjoy the rest of your exercise. Shut your mouth so there's no more flies in there, and uh, enjoy Champions Day tomorrow. Good on you, Jules. Enjoy the weekend, mate. Campbell Brown there, thanks to Maccas. 30 days, 30 deals is back at Maccas. Remember, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.